This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch. I am now back from my holiday uh, and I will be joined by the one and only Danny Baker. We also have a special guest on this week who is a returning guest and that is young George Brown. He'll be coming through with some brilliant uh, talk like he normally does on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, we'll be speaking to them. Uh, first off, I just want to uh, put something out there regarding a, a close friend of mine. His uh, father unfortunately passed away recently. Uh, Roger Sheppey, uh, he used to go to Sellers Park and, and he used to take my friend Alan and uh, my friend Sheps uh, to football in the 90s uh, and they'd always meet Roger uh, for a game and then for a beer in the victory. Uh, and my friend messaged me and said he, he was always guaranteed to chuckle with Roger. He was a diminutive man, but so sharp of wit and full of sarcasm. He was a great wind-up merchant. Always saw the funny side of things and never got too disheartened with, with Wimbledon, even in the darkest days. And I know some people like myself can get a bit too up on it, but Roger never used to. He was a very well-read and wise man. He was always also full of useful advice. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, unfortunately he passed away recently. So I'd like to send my uh, love and condolences to uh, Sheps and his family at this moment. Uh, and yeah, that's unfortunately another a sad day a Wimbledon fan uh, has passed on. So... Uh, condolences to to the Sheppey family. Uh, so we'll move on and we'll speak to Danny Baker. How are we, Danny? You good? Absolutely marvellous after that. And and hopefully all of the family are doing all right and we send over our best wishes. Um, but how was your holiday? Come on, talk to me about it. Uh, nice, mate. Yeah, I oh. was in 
Mallorca. Yeah, 30 degrees every day, as I sent you a couple of pictures, as you, you were did, telling me about yeah. your podcast that you were doing, and you, you spoke to Dan, I listened to that by the pool, sent you a picture of my legs. Is Are they hot dogs or are they legs? Uh, and you guessed correctly, they were hot dogs. They were right. legs. They were hot dogs, yeah. They look like so hot what's, dogs. So what's the, come on, what's your, hol- what's your holiday? Big question, obviously. Obviously, George is away, so we'll get him involved. What's your holiday yes-yeses and what's your holiday no-nos? Uh, we spoke a little bit about you don't like making mates of anyone, do you? Anywhere, but particularly holiday. It's like... I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of, yeah, getting involved with other people that you meet on holiday and becoming friends. Like, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Of, I, I'm not really sure. I, I don't really care where Joan and Peter are from and who they support. Uh, like, I'll go to the pub and watch football. Like, we watch soccer Saturday, me and my boy in the pub. So you still, so, everyone does that, don't they? All the, any decent football shirts out and about? Any well, there was, I, was speaking, or... I was speaking to one Rotherham fan and there, there was oh, right. uh, a Blackburn fan and my boy wearing his Wimbledon shirt. So they were like, oh, good boy. Glad you're back and all this and talking about how they love Wimbledon. Uh, and then Rotherham were losing 3 0 to Stoke, so that made us chuckle. That was quite good. And then I just love every Perry. time you go abroad, there's always either an Irish bar where everyone piles in or Soccer Saturday, everyone's got a shirt, everyone's looking for a shirt just to start a football chat. I just I think it's great. What are your yeah. other holiday no nos then? There must be a couple that you've got which See, you're we like, went we no, went all inclusive because of the kids. So we got three kids and then we had two nephews come with us. So we had five kids all together. So Missy's wanted to go all inclusive because it's just easy. They can eat yeah. whatever they they pile up but i'm not a big fan of the all-inclusive not are you not no i think you indulge too much which with my figure already i don't need to be eating a full breakfast plus five pastries after i've eaten that so well like first day they they done dutch potatoes they're pretty much like hash browns but i was gonna say a dutch potato dutchess potatoes that's made up they were no they they were like roses little rose potatoes they look like roses and they tasted like hash browns they were crispy in the outside lovely and so beans a couple of frankfurters not proper sausages frankfurters no, a couple yeah. of chorizo sausages which i don't mm, get on a breakfast that's a shame. it's a bit of bit of egg fried egg and then yeah, so you wallop that down and then they bring out they've got the pancakes with the nutella uh, a couple of panel chocolates a crusted donut do you know what I mean? A couple of chocolate muffins. I know I don't have chocolate. to eat I know it's there, but I don't have to eat it. But when it's there, you eat it. So I'm not, I'd rather just have a breakfast and then have a big dinner at a, a restaurant or something. But yeah. And then, yeah, just, yeah. It was, I I'm not a big fan of the all-inclusive. So George, what are your holiday no-nos, mate? Have you got any, right, I'm not doing that. That's not something that you do on holiday? Oh, I'll tell you what annoys me is when you come back from holiday and the people that won't shut up about it, you know, when yeah, they, come back, annoying, they, yeah. they come back and they post all over it and they're like, oh, if I, if I could, I'd live there. Well, you, no, you wouldn't. Because if, no. if, you, if you actually meant that, you'd be living out there. Do you know what I, I mean? Think, the, yeah, George, the thing that... Yeah, you, that are, you, are you taking a dig at me here, mate? Cause no, I've no, li- no, I promise. I promise I've literally done that. When my mates were... When I was away, I said to my mate, I said, oh, I'm on all that, man. He goes, oh, you should have mentioned it. And then I got loads of sticks saying, oh, I think she's away, is he? Because I literally posted loads of... And then I, I literally said to my missus, I, I said to her, I turned around and said, oh, I couldn't live out here. Yeah, absolutely stay. I think it's the when thing you get I can't old. stand is taking pictures of your food. That is, an, that is my absolute, I can't stand it. And even in, when you're like, oh, I'm going to go on holiday or I'm going to go and have a meal and just someone is taking a picture of the food, I'm like, what are you doing? Like genuinely just eat it. Like yeah. what is going on? I agree with you on that because I've seen the steak and chips anywhere in the world. Do you know what I mean? I don't it's need to see it. It's just shambles. Or, or the people that go, oh, look, look, they sell dairy milk in Spanish shops. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right, mate. That's Cadbury's fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's and, the Peter K joke. So I'm never a fan when British people try and speak the language so badly. Oh, it's I don't so, know. Oh, it's my God. But it no, is tricky, I, though. It is I, tricky because you feel like you should try, but at what point? 
Yeah, but, okay. but uh, I'm in Turkey right now, so you can't speak Turkish, right? You can't. No, in true. Spain, it's, it's a bit different. If you're in Spain and you, you bring out a bit of, uh, you know... Uh, Dos cervezas, uh, Pablo. Inglés, you know, yeah, cerveza. <laughs> bit of that. Hola, como estas? Hola, como estas? It's the and way it, you say it, Lee. The problem is I'm proper and I literally don't. I, I go, gra- gracias. It's all in the delivery with you, my missus, my missus says to me, look, this is a proper ick now. You speak. The problem is I go from Spanish, so I'll go... And then into I got Ina beer for four. Oh, she's like, no, you just asked that... for one beer in German. You the streams, Lee. Thanks. You're crossing the streams. And, and yeah, and then I'll go uh, un un biro, please oh, uh, padro. <laughs> oh, and then she's dear. like, you can't do that. You're just putting O's on the end of it. But yeah, I'm, I, I try and speak the language. I try. I think it's ignorant if you don't try and learn a bit of the language. And as I said to you, Danny, I always try. The only people I try and make friends with is the people that work there. Because then I want a little. I want the chocolate cake coming out to me first before. Do you know what I mean? All Even though you've already had the pancakes and the and pain of chocolates <laughs> and everything else, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I had about four desserts, mate. That's the problem with all. Because and the thing <laughs> it is, is the, it is. The good thing is, do was, eat and drink. Yeah. The good thing is, where I was, there was loads of Germans, and you know me and my German football. So I was like right in there till show, showing them with pictures of me when I was at like on the Bayern Munich tour, and they were like. We don't really care, mate. Except yeah. for one geezer. One geezer, David, he smashed me at table tennis in the table tennis tournament. But, oh. but my boy, he won two diplomas in darts, so that was all good. He was happy with that. It takes a while to get them as well, apparently. Yeah, he beat me on diploma. I've never had one. He's got two now. I like it. Anyway. Well, it's been good since you've been gone, actually. Since you pissed off, it's been absolutely brilliant. The, the Grimsby game was all right, and yesterday night was... Uh entertaining but um what did you guys well put it this way what did you think of the think of the two games in as a happy with a point and obviously the win was good but we happy overall so i, I i've had mixed bag regarding grinsby so i've got a couple of mates who said grinsby the grinsby games one of the worst games of football they've ever watched do you know what i mean if if these are two teams that are going for playoffs then it's pretty there's two mid-table teams playing yeah. against each other but then you got to look at it, its first game of the season do you know what I mean? The weather was horrendous considering it was August. Uh, we're up in Greensby. You take a point all day long in that game. Uh, Ali misses a penalty, so we would have come away with a 1-0 win. Yeah, I, I think Bass kept a clean sheet, which is what you want. The defence kept a clean sheet. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're still gelling as a, a brand new team, which I think, as I said, we'll move on to the Tuesday night Caravelle Cup win later. But yeah, you, that, you 0-0 away from home is, is, is not a bad result. I think the most important thing was just a solid start. Considering as well, you, we, I went up there thinking, do you know what? We've basically got a first choice 11 out there besides Hospiller. And then the news came out that Jack Curry wasn't playing. And then the whole back line's basically all in the wrong position. You know, we had a centre-back playing left-back. I think playing Alex Pierce completely changes the dynamic of the 11. Definitely, definitely. We, we drop so much deeper, which then means Little and Reeves are deeper, which means the gap between Ali and the and the and the midfielders is so big that it's more of an isolated eleven than when we can push up as I think we did yesterday. We can push up, which means we're a bit more compact. So then we can start playing. So considering all factors and they probably did edge the game besides the penalty. They probably did edge the game. Considering also I'm not a massive fan of four four two. I think it was very solid and we 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 take it and move on basically. I don't think that, I, I can't disagree too much. I, obviously, I, I think the major concern is even yesterday, the fullback is a problem. I mean, and like, like I said, I don't want to mix too much of the streams, but but we struggle both in wide areas on against Grimsby, and I felt that yesterday as well. We just don't the fullbacks don't get high enough. And like you said, if they're not getting high enough, they pick the ball up five or ten meters 
nearer the goal, which means that everyone's got to kind of shift back. Without Villa and Curry being as dynamic as they normally are, we do move backwards. And Lee, and like I said, we had Lee Brown obviously yesterday, but having Johnson on Saturday, I th- I'm with you. I think it was a team that neither team wanted to lose. It kind of came across that. It was like a classic 12th playing 14th. Neither team wanted to lose. Yes, we got the penalty. It was good. Ali was a little bit... He 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 was bright, but he, it was clearly a number of chances that he had. He was in a place to pass the ball and he barely hit it. He, he definitely is finding his feet back. Um, I think what was interesting as well for me over the last couple of games is Davison's our number three over Bugiel and... Um, Ali. Obviously, Ali. I think those are the top two. If you're playing two up front, I'm playing them too. It was interesting. Yesterday, they played Pell behind Ali, which again, I feel like we're going to, our best, if it was our cup final, Chelsea, i.e., tomorrow, you're playing, you're playing Boogie when you're playing um, Ali up front. No, I agree. I had a bit of a Twitter spat regarding one of the things I really hate. Sound like you? Sound like you? Well, you know, one one of my big bugbears regarding letting fans have information before games and them not telling us that Curry was injured. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously Danny Macklin come out and said, yeah, he was 100% injured. But Johnny Jackson, before the game, he said, no, we've got 100% squad, uh, fit squad to choose from. And then obviously we don't tell the fans, do you know what I mean? Until after the announcement and said, why would we tell, why would we give that information to Grinsby? It's Grinsby in League Two. They're not going to change their formation tactics because Jack Curry's not playing. Do you know what I mean? Well, I doubt we'd change if Grinsby were missing their left back. I think we'd go out there and do the exact same thing. And it's one of my massive bugbears is not giving out information with regards to injured players, especially when you get the rumour mill of, is Curry off? Is he a sow injured or is he really injured? Do you know what I mean? Because there's rumours going around that he could still be leaving. Uh, and yeah, the other point I'll make before I go to George's, I thought I, I got, I, I said I didn't watch the Grimsby game, was listening and, and watching soccer Saturday at the same time. But Ogundia got a bit taken out all over the place against Grimsby. And he was, it was a rough game for him against Grimsby. I know he's better against commentary, put the ball in for the second goal. But yeah, against Grimsby, he looked a bit out of place. Go on, George. Uh, I think Ogundia was very lucky not to be sent off. There was a moment where his, he, they yeah, crossed he was, yeah. Off. And he but he just dragged down his man, and his man had a free header, and he got away with it because the league two refereeing is. But with Ogundet, I just think he needs a loan. We need to bring a right back in to compete with Biller, and he needs to go out and play because I just think he's not defensively good enough at the moment to play right back. He doesn't look completely comfortable there. And over the last two de- games, he's done an okay job, but across a 46 six, six game season, I'm not sold on him. Do you, do you think he'll ever get there, George? Or do you feel like, you know what, for me, I don't think he's ever going to be good enough. I feel like he's he is a classic second or third string defender who I don't want him playing more than 10 games. I, I just, I don't, I think like you're right. I think he needs a loan, but if he's going to go out for the year, are we going to see him again? Uh, well, he's, he's, he's in the last year of his contract, isn't he? Cause he got it, he got it triggered. So he's in the last year of his deal. He's got to really step up now. Cause if you look at, Biller, who's had nowhere near as much football as him, there's such a contrast yeah. in terms of ability. I think also Ogundir's not a natural right back. So growing up, I'm told he played centre back a lot in the, oh, in right. the, I didn't know that. In the under 18s. So you can tell he's not naturally a right back. I mean, he put in a brilliant cross last night for McLean. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but he doesn't naturally have that first touch, which is go forward, help my winger. I, I, I just, I'm not sold on him. And I think that's an area that we really need to strengthen if we want to become a serious side. Is that something that he's get, improving in though? I'm, 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 
partly with Danny on this regarding Ogden Deal. I don't think he'll. Uh, I don't if he if he got released in the summer. I, I don't think he'd be going higher than conference, possibly conference south. I think we've said this before, Danny, haven't we? With regards to some of our youth players, you look at where they've gone now. I think like who was it? Uh, Ashiyoshi just signed for Enfield. He yeah. was part of our League One squad, League Two squad. Do you know what I mean? This is where we were with players that we're now ho- hopefully getting better players in the door with McLean's, with the Boo Girls and people like that who are League Two standard. I think, I agree with George, I think Ogandir could do with a loan, but I don't think he'll ever be ready for a League Two. I think he's going to be number two, number three, possibly. I think conference is probably his best and highest level. But again, George, you're right with regards to he was a centre-back. He played centre-back for a couple of games when he first came in. And then I think, as I said, I think with regards to Billa, because he is that good and, and he's shown what with Curry left and Billa right, that's the level that we're looking for. Ogundi is unfortunately not going to be at that level because Billa is is so good. But unfortunately, Billa's worse than Will Nightingale regarding, yeah. and Callum Bay regarding his injury Billa's record. A, Billa's a real frustration. I mean, the thing with, with Ogundi, I mean, I don't know if Ogundi or Ogundiri, but I just, I couldn't tell you which of his assets would be the one that we hold on to in terms of right heading, crossing, etc. Um I just I don't quite feel that he's got it. I wanted to also mention I thought in the last couple of games where I thought played really well was uh, was Tilly. Tilly I thought in particular yesterday was was very good. He looks quick. He looks dynamic. He looks very very fit and strong. My concern and I don't know if George watched it and Grimsby or noticed it too much, but yesterday in particular he was coming in field quite a lot. In terms of hugging wide, Sasu, by the way, who was sensational yesterday. I'm sure, I don't know if you saw it, George, but he was absolutely awesome yesterday. He stays very wide. Tilly seems to want to come in to give him room on the outside to go round. Um, but I was very, very impressed with him. And I was a little bit disappointed the other side. Now, I know it wasn't a great a great game at Grimsby to get the ball wide, but I felt Newfield was pretty quiet on a Saturday. But I don't know what you made of Tilly and Newfield, George. Uh, well, I think with Tilly is... I think, sorry, with Nerfell is he's very much going to be an impact. He'll have a really, really good game where he's constantly getting the ball and dominating his fullback. Whereas Tilly's more of he'll get on the ball, move the ball, so you maybe see him a bit more. And yeah. maybe an average Tilly performance is going to be better than an average Nerfell performance. But I think Nerfell's probably got a higher ceiling. Yeah. And I think the, the thing I like most about the two is they balance each other re- out really well. Nerfell's got that blistering pace where he just, I think in like the 92nd minute, the first time Nerfell got the ball, he just absolutely. He did, did slaughter him down tapped, the left, yeah. He just tap, tap and run, tip and run, but he just absolutely destroyed him. Whereas Tilly just seems to link up play nicely, um, and I think he, I think, I, th- I think Tilly's actually a player who's gone under the radar in terms of how good he's going to be and how crucial he is for the team. Yeah, agree with that. He's been a lot of work. He played ninety minutes, obviously Grimsby, and then played what until eighty-five until McLean came on. So he did he, come yeah. off yesterday with a big, big, big. I don't again. He had a big white plaster, like in a big. Um, bandage over one of his legs yesterday as he came off. I don't, again, that was about when he came off, when they were doing the clap around. It was massive. It was huge yeah. around his hamstring, I think. Um, am, I right, am I right in saying Tilly has played as an attacking midfielder before, like in that Pell, where, where we're trying to play Pell before for Crawley? And that's I, I why maybe that, he comes inside a little bit more than, say, Newfield. I, I've got to say, I've been, I've, and, and what I've been told and stuff, my first game to be Wrexham, uh, is that Newfield unfortunately hasn't done what he's been doing in pre-season. Uh, and some people have been a little bit disappointed with him. But I think you're right, George, regards that he's going to be an impact player. 
But the thing I've got to give kudos to Johnny Jackson and Craig Cope is that we've got better squad depth now. And we've also, as you said earlier, Danny, we've got the kids now who are looking to step up. So Sasu's really stepping up. Morgan he, Williams I can't is tell one. you how good he was yesterday. That's, he was yeah, absolutely brilliant in terms of he's quite tall. Uh, he's massive, he loves, mate. he likes taking people on and he was fearless. He was like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going at you. Well, he's the rapid. Concern, the, I mean, the concern I had, and again, it was yesterday, is that Tilly and Sasu in particular, almost play out wingers, they were really high. And obviously the problem was when they lost it, getting back is a problem. Um, but Sasu, this... I thought, was as good a youngster. He was already now, I'm thinking, right, he could quite easily start on Saturday and I'd this... have no problem. This we, we spoke about it before about sending Williams, Sasu and Locke on loan. I think Locke will go out on loan because he's not near the squad at the moment. I think he will. I think Williams and Sasu are the people that are going, well, they're actually part of the squad now. You wouldn't be sending them on loan. You'd be giving them minutes here and there to especially come on the last 10 minutes with Sasu's pace and absolutely go behind teams. And I also think that we will be better once we have Curry and Billa hopefully back or we get a new loan. Uh, right back in or a new permanent uh, right back in where they can support them and get up and down with them. Do you know what I mean? Because then that way you've got overlaps. That means Sasu then can go at other players as well. He can overlap Curry and I think it give us another dynamic. But yeah, fair play to the to Jackson and to Cope who have brought in players. Uh, Jackson's now giving the youth players a chance, which he did do last season as well. And, and if you're good enough, you'll play, which is McLean came on yesterday uh, against Car in the Carabao Cup and yeah, I mean, we've got a bit of strength in depth now, which is much better. Can George? One of the most the things I'm most happy about as well is central midfield. I feel like our central midfield has let us down so much in recent years. We haven't had any bite. We haven't had any fight, anything in there. Whereas Reeves and Little are such a good pair. I thought Little against Grimsby was unbelievable. I thought we covered ground. I thought we got forward. He defensively was so strong. And I think them as a two are going to be up, right up there in the league. I think... Reeves is basically just for me a Woodyard, but better on the ball. Definitely, he, he he basically does everything what he does, but he's better on the ball and he dictates play. Whereas and Little just a workhorse. And I, I mean personally, again, I'm not a fan of four four two. I think it leaves us a bit open. But if any two midfielders basically in the league are going to cover the ground that you need to base to make up that space, it's going to be Little and Reeves. And we, Little was man of the match on Saturday. I was going to say about Little. Are we seeing the better? The, I, I know he came in last year and first four games he was sensational and then he dropped right off. Are we seeing a better little now because he's got someone like Reeves next to him so he's not having to do as much work because Reeves will dictate Reeves uh, and, and regards to Reeves we've now got a proper captain that people you know what I mean people like myself said that Alex Woodyard is one of the worst captains we've ever had we've got someone now who's when did you say that when did you say Woodyard was, was a rubbish captain uh, yeah only only <laughs> went once I think I didn't say it too many too many times but but we've now got a proper captain who will who will speak to every single player there who will pull players in will pull players about especially with the Sassus and the Williams coming in that's what they need they don't need someone like Woodyard screaming in their face like he he did last year with uh, Will Nightingale and stuff you'll have Reeves who will talk to players he'll he'll tell them if he's upset they'll know if he's upset but he'll he'll ping passes here and there which then leaves little and I, I agree with you again George that 4 4 2 I'm not a big fan of it because I think with two little men in the middle it can leave us to get overrun uh, but that's when you that's why you have Davison and whoever starts Davison and Bugel. They do a lot of work in that area to get the ball back and then feed Ali. I mean Reeves really, really was good again yesterday. Like he he just as George said, he he kind of want he he's dictating the pace of play. He's getting it and every time he gets it, he, he was he's been looking forwards. I mean he obviously 
played Allian for the penalty on Saturday. He was really good yesterday in terms of every time he's getting it, he's like, I'm, I'm looking to go forward. I'm looking to go forward and looking to go forward. Um, I, I thought he was, it, it was love. Like, I think George summed up beautifully. I think it is a wood, he's woodyard, but with a bit of, bit of intent. And I don't know whether that's an age thing or a purposing, but he just looks really better player. Ar- that's it. it was also just looked really arrogant. Like, I've got the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Right. Where are you? And he just constantly was feeding it in. We were very open against Grimsby and there were moments, again, let's not hide away from the Coventry game. They had a, they had a lot of shots and Zanev had a really good game, which which is going to be an interesting conversation well, to have moving forward. That was, that was going to be um, my question to you two. Now, oh, right. Is, okay. Where, where, someone asked earlier, I think, who starts on Saturday? Is it going to be Zanev or is it going to be Bass? Because Zanev, apparently, I, again, I couldn't watch the uh, Coventry game because they don't show Carabao Cups on IFLO or any other TV channel. Uh, and apparently, really, I see the double save that he made. Do you know what I mean? Where he kind of spilt, but then he gets his feet in the way. Broom is obviously going to be off. He's getting nowhere near it now, so I can see him either going out on loan or permanent. There was rumours going around that Zanev was going to be off as well, and we we're going to be signing this kid who uh, played for Millwall. But I, I'd keep Zanev as a number two, definitely. I wouldn't have him as first choice. But what do you boys make? Is Bass coming straight back in on Saturday? Yeah, for me, he is. I thought against Grimsby, people underrate how good he was. He made some really good saves at the right times. I think Bass is still better than Tans with his feet. It's just He's just a better goalkeeper, in my opinion. And Tans had a great game. That's not me taking away anything from Tans. I thought made some good saves. That double save, though, I, I'm saying he shouldn't have spilled the first one. I, again, the second the second one's a great save. Shouldn't have spilled the first one. But he did make some really, really good saves. Um, but for me, I just think we're a much more confident backline with Alex Bass. You can see there are still scar signs last year from with Tans, whereas with Bass, it's a completely new start. He's earned the right to that starting position, and he's kept a clean sheet, so you don't you don't you don't fix what's broken. And if, if Tans might get a move off the back of that game, I'm not being I'm not, and that's not a joke. Mm. If he does, that's that's great. I'm happy for him. But for me, I want Bass as my number one for Exxon. Agreed. Before we move on to discuss other stuff, uh, two things. So. Nights last night, I think, have been needed for a little while regarding not just for the fans, not just for the players that we've got. Obviously, the new players, it's brilliant because it gets you a little bit closer again with the fans. But that, I, I said, me and my mate said that it was needed for Johnny Jackson. Something like that last night, early in the season, to get him back on side with the fans. Because, again, there was a lot of criticism, which I think was fair last season. Do you know what I mean? He's lucky, in my opinion, to still be in a job. But we're forgetting what happened last season. He's with us now. He looks fresh. He looks galvanised. He looks like he's taken on board everything that was said in the Meet the Managers and everything that was said to him regarding his persona and the way he came across. I thought that was needed against Coventry last night, mainly for him. And this is now his squad. And he said, I was buzzing for my players. And I think that now gets across that these are his players. He's worked with Craig Cope closely in who they want. And now I think... What are your views now with regards to Johnny Jackson going forward? Danny, I'll start with you. Well, I'm not going to get carried away after two games, that's for sure. And I thought Saturday we were, you know, very vanilla in both ends of the pitch. I don't think they created a huge amount of Grimsby. And, and yes, we missed a penalty. Bass made a good save late at the post. Yesterday, we played with energy. I'm not I'm not getting carried away, but I'm, I'm really pleased for him. Mm. And I'm pleased for the fans because... We'll talk about the energy at the game yesterday um, when we come to the next bit. But I'm pleased for him. I'm pleased for the players. I'm not particularly Jackson in or anything like that. 
But what we have, I think what we have done now is we've given him no get out of jail free card. Like this is his squad, him and Cope, you know, everyone else, we all talk about it, but there's now no caveat. There's no well, well done, but you've inherited this and injury that or whatever. This is his squad. There are still holes in this squad that need to be filled. Obviously, we we, we got rid of Bendel in the week, which will be interesting because I think that will free up a bit of money to maybe fill one of them gaps. Wow. But we have got gaps in our squad. So it'll be interesting to see how we fill those gaps up. But I'm really pleased for him and I'm really pleased for the players. It's definitely going to fill some wages up because apparently, by all accounts, people were saying on social media that Bendel was getting paid more than some of our senior players. Uh, for a player who's not nearly got near our first team, that just seems mad to me. But then that was another Will Daniels uh, masterpiece. So go on, George. I think with Jackson as well, one of the, the big not the big excuses now that's gone was he, he his bench is stacked. Not stacked, okay, stacked's wrong word. His bench is strong, right? When it's you're better. Bringing on, when you're bringing on a striker of Josh Davison, who's a decent lead two striker, I'm not saying he's the best, but you're bringing on strong players. Before, the biggest criticism was, well, why aren't you making changes? You're still on the sideline looking glum. Now it's, if you haven't made changes or if you haven't tactically adapted during the game, you know, if if, if Little and Reeve, for example, are being overrun on Saturday, bring on Ball, bring on Morgs. Like, you've got options there to bring on. So I feel like now, um, his biggest excuse of, oh, I couldn't change the game, you know, I, was, I only really had, you know, Luke Jenkins on the bench or whatnot, is gone. So we're... He's, he's now going to be exposed to big tactical questions where it's like, well, if we're getting outplayed, you've got to do something about it and you can do something about it. So if he doesn't, it's more like you failed rather than you didn't have a chance, if that makes sense. No, no, I totally agree. Uh, I think that's the big thing this year, as you said, you've got, I forgot about people like Ball, who's just joined as well. And hopefully the window's still open. We still hopefully will get a right back maybe attacking midfielder and another striker through the door. And if we can get the striker, I think we're aiming for, then, yeah, we've got four decent strikers. And the last time we had that, I think we got promoted. So, yeah, we'll move on. Uh, and when we come back, we'll discuss the issues that surrounded the commentary game regarding one turnstile, the stewards, uh, uh, fans getting into areas they maybe should not have done uh, and everything else in between. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back. Uh, as I said before, we're going to be discussing the issues that fans had at the Coventry game. Uh Danny, you were at the commentary game. Me and you were speaking yeah. during halftime. You sent me a couple of clips of some of the stewards uh, being a little bit overly aggressive, a little bit 
out of line, in my opinion, from what the video I saw. Uh, I've seen other stuff online. So again, not the meathead fans that you would uh, no. put forward to say this. There was a lot of, there was one guy, him and his wife and kid. I think he took his kid to their seats and got told that his kid could then not, if he had to go get a beer, his kid had to go with him, which is very strange to me. I don't know how old his son is. I'm guessing he's not a baby. He's not like three years old. He's left him in his seat. I'm guessing he's an old enough to leave in his seat, watch the warm up, and then he goes and gets a drink and then comes back. Uh, there was only one turnstile open. I know Danny Macklin keeps going on about we need more We need more turnstiles, but only having one open just seemed crazy to me again. I know it weren't a big crowd, but still 4,000, what, 500, something like that, I think it was. Uh, there was rumours going, well, Danny Macklin confirmed that there was fans going into the South Bank that shouldn't have been in there. I, he, I think he put a figure of 30 people that were in there that shouldn't have been in there. But then pictures I've seen is the South Bank was pretty empty on left and right hand side so people could have moved i know people don't want to move from their seats so that's fair but some of the stuff i've read and seen regarding the stewards was just completely out of line and you were there what did you see and how did you well firstly i wanted to thank danny mackin for getting online i know there's a different there's different schools of thought and sometimes i think he talks too much and sometimes he doesn't and i think what what i hope that has come across is the sheer volume of people who are speaking about it. I'll be really, really honest with you. That was the worst experience I've had at Plough Lane. And it was to the point where I felt, I felt really uncomfortable with what was going on. So me and my dad, we normally get in quite early. We got in the queue about half past seven, which is very late for us. And the queue was long. They did like this four stops. So like the queues are going on for ages. You go up to one bloke, who packs you down? You go to another bloke. You go to another bloke, and rather than just showing you ticket, and, and each and one they patting you down and stuff. One person patted you down, then you got patted down again at the at, at the gate. What I didn't understand is, and again, it's linked a little bit to the terracing situation. If you're if you're worried about the the accuracy of the terracing, then fine, you do the you do the scan ticket. If you're not, just open the gate, get a guy to go your ticket, your ticket, your ticket, your ticket, and just add them up. It's not rocket science. Anyway, so we've gone into the ground. There is a guy, and I'm in the south stand. As you're going even, so you're not even pit side yet, there's a guy there checking your ticket, right? So there's a guy, as you're off the concourse, the very first part of the concourse, there's a guy there doing your ticket. 15 yards later, there's another eight stewards, eight of them doing the tickets there. And I'm literally getting, I'm holding my ticket up and trying to walk past and guys like putting his arm out and I'm like, here's my ticket. What are you doing? So we've gone up and sat down watching the game. And within 20 minutes, all of the stewards are congregated behind the goal in the South stand. That was a bit weird because there wasn't, it wasn't busy. That's a fact. I mean, four and a half thousand is not very busy. There could the, the argument could be that they're all in one block, which I can, I can take credit yep. for that. The bit that really made me feel uncomfortable. I'm, as you know, I'm a school teacher. The way that a boy was physically manhandled by a student was a steward was totally out of order to the point that me, my, me and my dad were. So I nearly went down there and grabbed the bloke and go, "This is well out of order." Guy beard like an Afghani-looking guy with a cap. I've got no problem with shaming him. He was disgraceful. He was wagging his finger properly at all of the kids, like these 14, 13 year olds were like, "Here's my ticket," showing the ticket and going, "I'm there." showing the ticket, and this guy physically grabbed one of them, pulled him to a side, put his finger in his face, and I was like, 
this is pathetic. This is a pathetic way to behave. If you want to, and the problem as well, Lee, is that's with four and a half thousand at mm. Coventry. You put the Wrexham bit, you put the Ryan Reynolds effect and God knows what else. There, There is serious issue. And even uh, the thing about it, and I don't know if you have this, where I don't know where you sit, George, but whether you have it, but it's a complete lack of understanding of A, the football club and B, the football landscape. We've won the game, Lee. All of the stewards are lined up behind the goal as if we're going to mob the pitch. I was, like, I was what are just, you doing? I was just about to say, I was watching Sky Sports News uh, and they said final whistle at Plough Lane, Wimbledon have beaten commentary. Do you know what I mean? And then they showed the picture and I saw the light. And then there's a video, I think it either is, I think it's Reese who does the vlog or someone else was behind the goal. I think it's Gary Fletcher was actually his, his dad who sponsors podcast, Gary, season master. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, his video, and there's all these stewards standing up like we're going to run on the pitch and do a pitch invasion for beating commentary. But they're all looking like bouncers at a nightclub or a pub, like they want someone to jump on the pitch so they can wrestle them off. You get what I mean by it? And it, it's it was I, it, it was totally and utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yesterday to a point where some of the fans who were there every single week were getting harassed. And like I said, so there were young boys there who, frankly, if I was them, I wouldn't be coming on Saturday. And I would this just, is, it I, was I, again, I had a Twitter spat. Really poor. I had a Twitter spat with someone yesterday because they were saying about, Danny Macmillan said that there was people in the South Stand that shouldn't. So then that was it. It was all all the fans' fault. And then it was like, well, if them fans are in there, they shouldn't be in there, then that's their problem and that's how they're doing it. And a couple of fans called the, uh, the steward C-bombs were dropped and stuff like that. But if you're getting manhandled and stuff like that, and as you said, it was way out of line and stuff like that, then some words are going to... Like, if I go on Saturday and someone starts manhandling my boy or manhandling me, they're going to be getting... Like, do you know what I mean? If I've got my ticket, and this is what I said, there was fans in that area that should have been in that area that were getting manhandled, and it's not right. And as you said, you you were witness to this, and this is what I was trying to say to a couple of people online, is that there was, there was people that had tickets in the South Stand that were getting manhandled, fingers pointed in their faces, fingers poked at them and that is not this this is Danny Macklin would have blimmin how would he have got on at King's Meadow? Do you know what I mean? When we had too many people in the in, in the terrace at loads of times. Didn't seem to matter when we were at King's Meadow. It just seems to matter now Plough Lane. There's always Plough Lane and this these these rules and regulations that we have to follow because we're getting fined by the FL EFL or the FA or or the council and stuff like that. And I just think why did it not matter at King's Meadow and now it matters here because it was exactly the same as King's Meadow uh, at Jack Main and the stewards, you could speak to them and it was nicer. Go on, George. I think I have some mates who are actually in the behind the goal and I sometimes go in the south stand and whatnot. When we're attacking that end in the south stand, that area behind the goal is always a bit more cramped. I'm not talking about people in like sardines. People, It just, it just tends to get a bit busier. That's what happens yeah. every ground when you attack the goal that's just that's how life works. The same as Kings Meadow when mm-hmm. we were attacking that end, it got busier. And they were saying it wasn't that busy. No one was setting off flares. There were no fights. There was actually no reason for the stewards to go in. And if a kid, okay, if there was a flare or again, if there was a reason for the stewards to go in, that's that's fair. I can understand the stewards yep. going in, yep. flares sent off, and they don't want to get fined by the FA. There was no cause, and a lot of the the my mates were like, "What are you doing?" Like. They were genuinely just like, what are you doing? Like, and, and on Saturday, when we play Wrexham, behind that goal is going to get wrapped. That's just the way it is. It's a south stand. Some people have tickets for the edge and they'll move into the middle. And how, how are you going to stop that? How, how are you going to stop that? And the, and, the, and the problem is, I think we're just a bit heavy-handed. As we saw, was 
was it was it Cole you away? Was it Cole or whoever it was last year when we played them? Yeah, Colchester the United away was lively. When, when when the stewards went into the way end, do you remember that? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Lee was there. Yeah. And just started for, for absolutely no reason. I just I just sometimes think the the stewards we hire aren't very understanding of okay except football you're not you're not at a concert or something like a you know you're not on an opera right there's going to be a bit of rowdiness if it gets out of hand understandable but we're Wimbledon fans we're not I know fucked. it's Wimbledon George but it's not Tottenham it's not Millwall no. it's Wimbledon like not, know not your audience these kids like are having we, fun we've these kids are having fun they were starting chants they were trying to get some atmosphere going and they've just it seems like I understand Danny Mack is worried because he, he's he's the one who doesn't want the FA charges and I, and I kind of understand that. But at the same time, he's the one who's saying, I want kids to have a match day experience where they come back and whatnot. And it's like, well, you're contradicting yourself because these are the kids who want to start the chance and they're trying to get involved. They're trying to learn from their older brothers and, you know what I mean, call the referee or whatever it is. But they're, and they're, they're trying to get involved and they're getting punished for it. It's a bit like, it just seems like an own goal in my opinion. I, I, I totally agree. And I think someone raised the point today, Macklin, that the away end, the away fans are standing up. They're standing Oh, in they're the left aisle. alone. They are they're left, left well they alone. They can do what they want. But his his thing was, if you go in there to try and take one or two out, you're going to cause a massive problem. Because, you know what I mean, away end, you've got 50 blokes. You try and pull one out, they're all going to start, you know what I mean? Then you have got a scrap on your hands. And they don't want that. They chose Wimbledon because they know that we're a, a nicer club. I just don't know if he's hired these stewards thinking that it, they, they think it is going to be Millwall. They've been tough because this ain't the first time this has happened. It happened last season as well. And as I said, Danny, you said earlier, they stand up. If I go on Saturday, I think my, me and my boy are closer to the front. If they're standing at the front, I ain't going to see the game. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's like, you've got to sit down. They don't. They stand. They walk around. They look like they're looking for trouble and they want trouble to happen. I mean, I literally, I like I said, I've, I've been watching Wimbledon home and away since Sellers. I've never felt like I needed a message to club at any point about the etiquette or the behaviour of anyone. And I was, I've been very close today. I would genuinely would open a conversation and and as you know I can have a very I can have a sensible conversation. I would open a conversation with Danny Macklin and send him what I saw yesterday and say to him, because the other thing as well, there's no point going for a pint because you won't get back in. The it, honestly we have people waiting five minutes just to get back into the ground. You've got eight stewards who are all lined up, literally no one you could go right, you could go up in terms of into the corner bit where no one's there. But going behind the goal, forget it. It just was Totally un. Uh, George summed it up well. Again, it's just it's understanding your audience, and they just misread it totally. And it was just a shame because we shouldn't be talking about this. We should be talking about the team and how positive it's been. And people enjoy going to Plough Lane, and some people would be like, "Oh, I don't know, it's it's silly," but, but it was just it was something that didn't need to happen yesterday, and and has sadly meant that we're talking about it. And I really but, don't want to go into it into. Too much further. I might message Danny Mack and just say, look, these are the this is the stuff I've seen. Please talk to me about it. But it's just we still haven't got it right. I think that's my concern. And we're still not getting it right with the Mayapai stuff. We're still not getting it right. Getting into the ground, we're still not getting it right. We're now two and a half X years in. Plus, you've got the whole season when we've had COVID. Me and you said it, Leah. At what point should we be getting it right? You don't have this problem anywhere else. This problem does not happen in any other ground. So why are we? still tinkering about and not learning the, the mistakes. I just don't get it. I agree. And we've got to iron this out now before we go Wrexham because there's 150 seats left. That's going to be a sellout. So people are going to be 
literally in, do you know what I mean? And you're you going to have to be in at two o'clock. You have to be in the line at two o'clock. And, and, Honestly, and, it was embarrassing. And I know they want people in early, but some people can't arrive early. Do you know what I mean? Some people can't arrive till half past two, quarter to three, ten to three. And they've got to iron it out now because I can see Wrexham being an absolute shit show if it isn't and the stewards are acting like that against home fans because it's going to be sold out but you've also got the other stuff Danny going on in the background that the club just keep getting wrong we get really good stuff right I think at the AFC women and tickets Rebecca and them are doing a great job I think yep. the club shop with guys to Matt and them are doing a great job but there's stuff going on like you said with my pie do you know what I mean like they've been told that they're not needed now on a Tuesday and a Saturday but they've They've been told really late notice and then they've wasted 200 pies. And some people said, oh, their response on Twitter or social media was unprofessional. I think it's unprofessional to the club to leave it so late before telling them they're not needed because they've now wasted 200 pies. As me and you said, they can send them our way. We'll probably go through them in, in quite a little little time. But it's also the stuff with the tickets for Tuesday night and the uh, uh, commentary game. I don't know why we waited so long or late to release the tickets for the game because at one point it was sold out. I think there was a boy and his girlfriend who bought tickets but they couldn't get them together so they bought further away from each other and then by the time they the, the tickets were released they were like oh we can sit next to each other now but they unfortunately couldn't move the seats or something that they couldn't get done why were we waiting two days before the game to release all the tickets that's why four and a half thousand we should be looking at it the pricing for the commentary game, in my opinion, was wrong. Do you know what I mean? That's why there was a lower crowd. It's, it's school holidays. We should be speaking to commentary and going, look, we need to try and get as many bums on seats as possible. 15 quid adult, five of children, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? They might have done, the club might have done that, and Danny Macklin probably tell us that if it's the case. But Tuesday night, on the school holidays, that ground should be getting filled with kids. And as you said, if they come and they're getting abused by stewards, they're not going to want to come back. George? I just feel like we're, we're focusing on getting this match day experience right, but it, some some of it's going well, and then some of the bad is really really bad. Like Danny, you, you, as you said, once I get in the ground, I shouldn't really have to get my ticket out again. Definitely I think, not. I, I think I should scan my season ticket, or if it's a cup game, get get my ticket in the barcode wherever it is, and walk through, and I should be done. I shouldn't have to. I should not have to get it out again. When I, I occasionally go to Chelsea or wherever else I go, you put you, you put the season ticket in, or you put the cup, and you're done. You're done. You don't have to get a ticket out again. It just seems like so many of these little things are little own goals. Like my mates were told off for smoking because there's no smoking area in the Phoenix or whatever. Things like that. It ju it just seems like that the that we were really trying on getting the match to experience, but then we're just scoring so many own goals. Well, like you said, George, you can't have it where sorry, Lee, you can't have it where you want to create this immersive experience where you can move up and down and over to the pub, go on a concourse and move all the way around. And then all of a sudden need your ticket like at regular junctions. It just, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And like I said, I'm not blaming Danny Macklin or anything like that. I'm just saying that at some point we've got to get it right. And we're, and I know he's trying his best and there's lots of effort and you can see, you know, he's trying to bring money into the club and I'm respectful of that, but I just, I don't understand this. It's the same mistakes. That's the problem I'm having is the turnstiles is exactly the same problem as it was last year. And how you can only open one turnstile up is a nonsense. It should get to the point where it's five to three. Open the doors, mate. Open the doors. If our, if Bearing in mind, if we're talking about the attendances are based on how many tickets are being sold, which we know is weird because Grimsby, whether it's an away thing, is slightly different. I don't know. But if you're doing the attendances on home tickets sold, the only reason why you're going to want to own numbers, I presume, is if there's a fire. 
And if there's a fire alarm, right, how many people are out? And let's be blunt. If there's a fire alarm, no one's counting with a ticker. You out, you out, you out. Everyone's just going out the door. So I don't really understand the logic behind it. If you've already, bear in mind as well, the attendance, by the way, was announced on Twitter 12 minutes after kickoff. Not half time. Normally it's like an hour in. 12 minutes after kickoff, here's the attendance for today. So I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm desperately hoping that I don't see the guy that I saw on Saturday because I genuinely, and like I said, I'm, I'm definitely not somebody who wants a, a tear up or any confrontation. I would definitely approach this guy and say, you got it wrong. And there was a little lad, brown haired lad, bless him, who was literally physically manhandled. And there were a number of adults who were shouting at him. No adult was touched. It was just these kids. It was bullying. And it was actually, and I'm going to be very, very, Diplomatic, I would say, it's almost a safeguarding issue in terms of the safeguarding of kids, where no one should be putting a hand on a kid at any point. And they, and he did yesterday, and he got it. The guy got it wrong in a really, really, really bad way. And like I said, I'd love to have a conversation with Danny and just explain pragmatically where we're at and what the problem was. But I'm I'm not going to approach him. He's got enough to play. But if he does, I'd love to talk to him. About See, it. this is where I was a bit annoyed with Danny Macklin yesterday, though. Danny is instead of saying look, thanks for everyone's feedback. We're going to investigate this. We're going to look at it. We do understand that there was people, too many people in the South Stand that shouldn't have been in there. They got East Stand tickets and they're in the South Stand. But we are going to investigate the 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 behaviour of some of the stewards and we'll look into it because obviously they've got CCTV at the ground. Do you know what I mean? They'll pull one of us out or they'll ban one of us for an incident if if, if it's no one catches it live, but they'll catch it on CCTV. We, well, I know that. Everyone else knows that there. My thing was that he just made excuses straight away for the steward's behaviour instead of saying, we will investigate this. If you have any evidence or if you have, like we said, we've got video evidence. He didn't ask for it once or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? And I just think... Just say, look, we're going to investigate it. And my problem at the moment with the experience and stuff is that we're getting away and, and, and things that are going on with the way some of the people, some of the volunteers have been treated. Ray Armfield stepped away from the program now, always contributed on that with regards to people going on holiday and sending their photos in and writing really good articles. Stephen Crabtree wrote articles and stuff like that. I know that's been addressed, but I think we're getting away from the actual fan aspect of it and realizing that we we are this fan ownership club and that's what a lot of people sell it as and we're getting away from that now and we're actually going to the fans look thanks for the 20 years service but we don't really need you anymore we don't really care what you did before we're going in this route and stuff like that and that really upsets me that we're going that way as i said the, the, the guy my pie he's been a massive massive for Wimbledon the last couple of years with regards to what he delivers off the pitch with regards to the food and stuff he was a he was a lot of people's player of the year last year. Well, you're point. also you're also developing a community, and this is the thing that we are. Yesterday, I'm sure George's mates would have been on a goal. We're all saying that we are a family club and we're a community club, and this was the kind of the conversation. And that community feel needs to be across the whole board. And like I said, I'm I, I'm not blaming individuals as such. I'm 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 we've been doing this for far too long, and there's going to be rocky roads before anything else. But it is just surprising that. Since we've been in that ground, there has been almost like yesterday. There was a problem with the drainage. There's been a problem with the you know we couldn't have any beers because of the the 
what's it, the tannoy, the speaker tannoy system went, went tits yeah. up. Then we had a problem with the, the pump pressure, and it's like, oh, for God's sake, it just... I know there's teething issues of all grounds, but you just don't see it anywhere else. That's and a lot, a lot of this was a lot of that stuff wouldn't have been Danny Macklin's issues. That would have been something that wasn't looked at when we built the stadium. Do you know what I mean? That was probably something that was under Joe Palmer or something that was under before that. Uh, and as I said, my only issue I had with Danny Macklin yesterday was his response was it's the fans' fault kind of thing. Instead of saying, "Look, I'll investigate it." if you have any evidence or if you could speak to me regarding it, because there was a lot, not just you, Danny, I said, you're not one of these meathead fans that, you know what I mean, getting portrayed that they're just starting trouble at the club and stuff like that. There was a few families. There's a lot of people, a lot of people have with, gone on social media. Which, I'm not yeah. on my own. A lot have. And there was some genuinely some big things. The other thing as well, which was, and forgive me for ranting, the whole thing about the flags, what a load of nonsense that was. So much room. Not a single flag was not up. There is so much room where they can advertise and do whatever they want to do. They just, again, George said, little own goals. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, anyway, George's George's fire this this George is absolutely now. living it. He's firing Turkey. Go on, George. The the problem I have is is little things like this again reinforce the view that are we are we are we still for the core fans or are we for the day trippers? And for me, it's all about the season ticket holders and the people that come every week and the people that have stadium cards and they're the ones that matter the most. Cause at the end of the day, okay. As Danny Macklin says, he wants to get more day trippers in from Wimbledon. That's great. They'll spend, maybe they might come to two or three games a season. I've been a season ticket holder since I was three. I, that's oh, I'm bloody on 20 now. I'm getting 10 years. Um, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, these are the fans that matter. And it just seems like, all these little things, again, are just raising the bar of that. Do we still matter? Are we still the most important thing in this club? Because I keep getting told we're fan-owned, you know, you matter. But it just little, little things like this, is it like, do I actually matter? Is it actually that important for me? Uh, so am I actually that important? And I just, I'm worried that we're going down a spiral that it's just going to become to a point where I'm, I'm literally just a, a number for money each season in June or oh, July. When I, I agree. And I think that's one of the things I've hit before, because I know one of my, one of my close friends has been forced out of the club. He don't come anymore uh, over an incident with the club photographer and the chief, chief uh, security officer. Do you know what I mean? And uh, when I spoke to that, I tried to speak to Dan Macklin about it. They're not interested in, in getting him back. Do you know what I mean? We're still punting the uh, photographer's photos uh, and everyone, most people that know, what happened with regards to that, know the truth and stuff. And the club don't care. As I said, we are numbers, unfortunately. And that's why I always say to people, the customers and people go, well, we're not customers. We're, we're fan owned. We're actually, we're customers and all they care about is our money. And that's why I think bottles and waters can't be taken in because they know we're going to pay three quid. The cashless stuff, we haven't even hit on that yet regarding a cashless uh, stadium, which I don't agree with. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's people that, uh, don't have uh, cards on their phone or don't bank on their phone, the older fans. Uh, what about young fans who get given pocket money that don't have bank accounts yet and want cash? Are we really going to turn away a guy who's going to turn up with £300 cash and want to spend it in the club shop and say, no, you ain't got it on your card? I think it's madness to cash to cash this society. I know it's easier for the club and they can they they can do everything there, but, yeah, we've got to remember the fans and what cashless means to some people. Go on, George. The only counter argument I have to that, I, I don't agree with the Cashless Stadium, but last year I did, a lot of people did tell me that the, um, you'd go up for like a pint on a Tuesday night and they'd be like, it's six yeah. quid. If you give me a fiver, it's fine, kind of thing. So that's the only, that's maybe what they're trying to get rid of. That's, that's yeah. the argument that I died. 
thingy. But so that's easy, like, man. That's uh, easy manageable, George, because you just you have a bar manager, and then if people were seeing it, they were reporting it. I don't know if the people that were taking cash got sacked. You'd, you'd hope they would because that's theft. You hope they were sacked and that was it really. But yeah, that was happening last season that if you went into the bar and it was £6 for two drinks to go, uh, I say, oh, I ain't got, is it cash? And they go, well, if you give me a five, I'll take the cash. Am I Am I the only one who's, I'm just not bothered about it. I just think, oh, surely, just, well, surely just move on with the times, isn't it? I mean, the world is moving cashless. I know... Unfortunately, whatever happens, the world's got to move on. Soon, you know, you can get it on a phone. It it's just, you a... just touch it and go. I just, uh, for me, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker. I'm not, I'm not partisan for it, but I'm nowhere near as against it as you two. I don't think. Yeah, but I but deal I'm... with a lot of cash. I'm a taxi driver, Dan. I get paid in cash. You know what I mean? The, the the tax man, if he is listening to this podcast, I declare everything I earn. Do you know what I've mean? always said that. I've always, I thought you would. Do you know what I mean? Well, so. There's going to be an issue in November when we play, I don't know, Tranmere at yeah, home. Yeah, when the you internet's going to be tits up, I get gonna, that. I car get machine's yeah. going to go down in, in, in November at Tranmere. We're going to lose 2-1, and the whole of Wimbledon Twitter and everything's going to go into an absolute meltdown because we didn't do cash. So I just... I get that. I get that. Totally. I, understand, it, I understand why the club have done it. I, I'm not... I, I, I do, and it's, it's little things like buying a programme with a card. Three pound, you know what I mean? I always take three pound, give the cat three pounds to the program, which the club are looking to kill, it seems, with the program as well. It just, yeah, everything seems to be going digital, which some people love. I'm I'm not all for that. It will I'm, kill gold and gold though, because gold and gold would be a couple of quid. And if you're not going to take cash in, in general, you know, things like you're that. You're not gonna do is... gold and gold on card, are no, you? So no, that's what I mean. Not. But we we'll move on. We've had a Dan's had his first rant, I think, in the years that he's doing the podcast, which is nice. And to I welcome conversation. I, I hope that we will move on from it. We don't have to, but if ever, if Danny Macklin is listening and he wants to see some footage and have a decent oh. chat and an honest chat, I'm more than happy to have it. Ho- hopefully oh, we won't oh, see please. anything on Saturday and then next week's podcast can be positive about being <clears throat> Wrexham and not about stewards kicking our heads in. So that'd be quite nice. Kick oh, your head in. Danny throws some haymakers on Saturday. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, if Josh Joshua fight's been called out, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't call me up to be honest. You, well, I would say you're definitely heavyweight, so... Mate, seventeen you know I mean? stone of power. He got yeah. through all those my pies. Two hundred. He cleared the cleared the decks. Yeah, Wait, well, there you go. Also, oh, oh, my pie is listening. Hopefully, you'll be back soon. If you need to send them pies to anyone, just contact me at Chips Finch on Twitter, uh, and I'll I'll take them off your hands. But uh, right, we'll move on. We'll discuss the Carabao Cup draw and, and Chelsea away. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing the uh, Carabao Cup draw. We have drawn Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge. Massive draw, uh, as we all can agree on. I was buzzing when the draw came out. I've got uh, a lot of friends who are Chelsea fans. So uh, I used to really have a big, massive hatred for Chelsea when I used to live in Wimbledon. Hated them massively. But then... I've got mates who are Chelsea and they're good lads. They go home and away with Chelsea, being abroad with Chelsea. So you think, oh, actually, not too bad. But this has, rent, what's it called? It's got the feelings back of hating Chelsea again and I can't wait to do them over and get one over. I thought, by the way, lads, of the Premier League teams since we've been reformed, I reckon Chelsea, we're not far away from completing playing 
a lot of the Premier League teams, aren't we? I mean, we played Chelsea, yeah, we've played Arsenal. We're miles we've played... away from it. Uh, well, you say that. We've done, a, we've... we've done the London ones. We've done, a, yeah. we've done most of London. We've done, we've done Arsenal, all of London. Arsenal, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, Brentford. Brent... No, what? In a cup? Yeah, we lost to them 6-3 over there. When yeah, cup. Played, the League Cup. As well. At Griffin. Griffin Park. They weren't Premier League, though, then, was they? No, but we've played them. What I'm saying right. is that we've played... You said the, Premier League the, clubs. Well, they are a Premier League club now, and we've no, played right. them. So that's free. We've done yeah. Liverpool, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. We've and... done... Have we done Brighton? Or is that when we were Wimbledon? No, we haven't done Brighton. Have we done Bournemouth? We played them in the... Well, we played Bournemouth. We haven't done Bournemouth. Then. So we've done five yeah. out of the... We've done, we've done some of the big hitters, though. It feels like we've done the big ones. I'm not right, fast. I'm, I'm just going to go back into my box. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. I was going to say... I, near saw, enough, yeah. I saw the lights, and... I want to do... Mind you, we haven't really played Palace either, which is... That's the one I wanted as well, Palace away. what I said. One of the guys I was speaking to, he said, if it's like normal Chelsea uh, allocation, we should get the whole shed end, which is 6,000. So hopefully we're not going to have any issues with people not getting tickets because, do you know what I mean, we've got how many scenes to go? There's, what, 4,400. That sh- then should leave another, what, 2,600 tickets left? No, 1,400. 1,400. My maths is really bad. It right. Bad. Yeah, so we should... People should get tickets if we get 6,000. But you only on. get a ticket if you win a Grimsby. And, well, <laughs> and annoy- it, I was just going to say, it really annoys me that Sutton hasn't even sold out yet. I've got tickets for Sutton now, but it annoys me that Sutton ain't sold out after all the big furore of the, what the club did again, but we're at £10. But yeah, Chelsea. George, was you excited? Because you said you oh. go to Chelsea on the odd occasion. No, no, when well, I was young. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I, got a ch- I got a Lampard shot on my back. No, I'm joking. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm buzzing for it because obviously it's a new. It's a, we, haven't, we haven't done it before. Like we've done Spurs, we've done all that lot. Wait, done, some, of us, some of us have done Chelsea, mate. Okay, sorry for the younger lot. For the ones born <laughs> after, uh, 2002, we haven't. Wasn't done that it. wasn't that Ollie also... Downs' first game? Or was it? Well, he was just about to win. He, didn't he come down from the dugout and the kick Simon Mouse? Yeah, yeah, and Mickey Mouse one. Yeah, we um the the, the another well the biggest bonus of it is it's. Someone, I think someone did the mask on Twitter. It'd be around 300 grand profit for us, which we wow. haven't budgeted for. Um, and that's assuming that it's like, it's obviously on the low end that we won't, Chelsea won't sell out, whatnot. Um, so that's great revenue for the club, especially when we, you know, we've got things to pay off and the downfall. And, you know, I think there's some, there's some things about to come out about from the Don's Trust about bonds going back and whatnot. So it's a really good little bit of extra revenue and a great day out. Um, annoying, there's definitely going to be some day trippers there. You just know there's going to be a, a few, a few Sutton fans in there, but um, no, it should be a really good day out, and I'm, I'm really buzzing for it. I think it's a great draw. I've, I'm of all the teams that we could have played, you want to either have a big team at home or or a localish team where you can get to away, and I think they they tick the box. I think it's also nice that they're not quite the absolutely mental superpower that they were, um, which means that I think they'll probably play an okay side, but they're not. It's not the the Chelsea's of old. Uh, I'm not. I think. I think it'll be. It'll, yeah, it'll be. It'll be nice to to go there, and it'll be nice. Away days are always good. We'll pack it out. We'll sing non-stop. We'll have one shot on goal, and you know, we'll probably lose three 0 It'll be it'll be hilarious. I I think Chelsea will play a full strength team as well because they're not in Europe this year, are they? I don't. They're not. Are they not no. in Europe at all? No Europe. So yeah, I think he'll go no for the. I think they'll go for the Carabao Cup to possibly win the Carabao Cup to put a trophy on Poch. He's never won a trophy, has he, Pochettino? So if he wins one with Chelsea, that'd be brilliant for Spurs fans as well. But yeah, as I said, I've got I've lived I lived in Wimbledon for ten years. A few of my mates are Chelsea fans. 
I can't wait to stick it to them. Do you know what I mean? They're a bunch of mugs, Chelsea mugs, and yeah, they're gonna get it big time. Can I say because... mugs again? Do well, anyone else a mug? I said, we've always they've always come and watched women who have always been supportive. They come up to Milton Keynes the first year we played them and they they have always been supportive, but I've always forgot they are a bunch of Chelsea helmets and they're gonna be reminded over the next few weeks or till 29th or 28th of August that they are a bunch of Chelsea helmets. The only issue I have is I took on a job for the 30th of August, the Wednesday. Right. So I'm praying that the game is on the Tuesday and not the Wednesday because I've got is an it airport. a big job? Is I it a big job? I can't get I out think... of it. It's already taken. I've already taken it. So. But what time's the airport run though? Call past five. Going back to South End. Ah, you're fine, mate. Don't I'm worry screwed. About it. I won't be able to go it Chelsea. Be... But Tuesday, Danny Macklin, if you're listening, it should be the Tuesday. I, I did look it up because I've got something on the Wednesday as well. Because Chelsea are playing on the Friday night before, so they're on the, the, the week before they're playing on the Friday. And the reason why the games get moved to the Wednesday is obviously because. Coventry and lot like they played on the Sunday, so because Chelsea play on the Friday, it should should be, should be should, ninety percent of it. It should be on the Tuesday because then they obviously they'll want to play on the weekend. George, if if if, it, if it's not now, you're in for it, mate. Big time. The district line derby. I just yeah. can't wait to play them again and give sing loads of songs at them. Give them hell, Chelsea mugs, mate. Can't wait for it. We, it's gonna be brilliant. Will we have an Ollie Palmer incident though? Will we have a player uh, unavailable the week before? The player unavailable. Suddenly it all, it's unavailable very. Then, it's the, the day, you know what I mean. We've it's got, the game before the window closes, isn't it? The cl- window closes like, September yeah, the first, yeah. doesn't it? So it'll be the game before. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Forest Green at home on the twenty sixth. So we've got uh, Sutton and then Forest Green and then obviously the Chelsea game. We've got new. Have we got? Have we got Newport in between? Newport that's after. I think that's the Saturday after. That's the second. Yeah, it's after the Chelsea game. But also another point with regards to the Chelsea, we've got a little bit more money now. Hopefully coming in. I'm hoping Craig Cope has spoken to the board and said, "I need that for a striker that we need or a right back that we need." And also, it's a big draw now for a player going right. I signed for AC Wimbledon. I could be playing at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea and make a name for myself straight away. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Hopefully that will be a big draw for someone coming in, uh, and the reason why they signed for us. You know I, mean? I think it's just it, it was just nice to be in be in the draw. Just nice to have that. We've since we've been in the football league, I don't feel like we've had a great run in the league cup. I think we beat West Ham that one time, didn't we? And then we no, we lost to West Ham in the league cup. Beat we West Ham in, in the FA, FA cup. cup. So who do we who do we beat to oh, play Arsenal? Arsenal. Uh, we beat. There oh, we go. We beat someone. Tell we us. lost it. We last year we lost to Gillingham. Because we beat them and lost to them. We won away at Charlton that year. We won away under Robbo. We won away at Charlton. Paul was that Osu, Pedaways? Paul Osu scored. Paul Osu. Okay, there you go. What a, what a player he was. Yeah. We should re-sign him as right-back, George. Where's that he was... gone? Where's he gone now? No he was at Northampton. I've got he no got idea. Released. He got released. I'd have him back. No, it's, would, it's, you, um... would you have him back, George? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a cult legend. Have him back at the back post, five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a great draw. I thought it was a great draw. As George said, we can make a bit of money out of it. Craig Hope obviously is in the uh, chairman's office going, give me a little bit of that. I know we've got bonds to pay, but if you want to get the playoffs and get promoted, do you know what I mean? We'll make more money, we could do it that way. The FA Cup, again, as George said, proved we don't budget for these. So it's great to have a bit of money made straight away before the FA Cup starts and we go on that run. Yeah, like I said, it's sort of. Um... I think it'll be interesting just to see, like you said, just how we approach it in the games before and obviously on that game. We had that, uh, you know, as George alluded to with Wally Palmer, where he was not available, struggled a bit. We played him and after that, we... Uh, did we, did well, we you mean we the one where again? He, he threw a sickie, you mean? He threw a sickie the week before. And, and then, then he played, played and came and off then... after 50-odd minutes and that was it, wasn't it? Apart yeah, from... 
the problem I had with him throwing a sickie is he told one of my best mates he was throwing a sickie. And then he then told me, my Irish friend uh, told me. So, yeah. We've all got Irish friends, mate. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Saxby, the biggest Irishman going. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, Gary. Anyway, uh, Danny, we, we've said it's a great draw. Can't wait to beat them Chelsea mugs. And we are going to beat you, Chelsea. So, anyone Chelsea fan listening. Well, they'll, they've got such a bigger squad. I imagine one of... There'll be a what? There'll be a fifty million pound player playing, and it's just going to be bonkers seeing Armani Little run all over that fifty million pound player. I mean, it's oh, I reckon make... they'll play. Who is it? Mudrick, 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 yeah. Sterling. I can't wait Jack Curry just to snap him in half as soon as he runs at him. Just see Jack Curry absolutely cream him and just... Curry. Curry will yeah. sign for Bristol City by then, Joel. So there'll be no chance that happening. I, he might that he's he's, he's, in, he's injured. Remember, with quotation marks. Powder ripped away from me this year. I can't have Curry <laughs> in, in the same twelve months. Danny, you wanted to mention the uh, the predictable league. Only, only briefly. Doing. Thank you very much for. I'll, I'll be doing this. I'm, I've got to find a, an easier way of doing it rather than a Google sheet. But couldn't believe we had 102 people. 102 people wanted to put it in. How many people predicted nil nil out of 102 nil nil first game between Wimbledon and Grimsby? How many people would you think? Three. Zero. Zero, correct. Not a soul. Not one person. Do you know I know you that. said one one? You, you, I told you. Yeah. You told me the other day when I was. But on I wanted to make doff my hat. Four points, a three if you get it exactly right. Mika Tapio, Richard Farrell, Richard Stobb, Stobbsy, and Robbie Moore or Rob Moore, either or. They have all got four points, so they are officially in the lead. And, and for those that need to know, I am in the lead over Lee, which is frankly the only thing that does matter on alphabetical order. On both but, first name and surname. That's a double barrel. I'm ahead. It's mental because I'm I'm leading the Don's vlogs one. Of course you are. So Don's vlogs doing one. But yeah, our one, the 101 people, the home Wimbledon shirt is up for grabs for the winner. So we'll get who, that. Who if, are we going to put on the back? If Richard Farrell wins, then I'm going to have to probably get. I don't know if the club go up to that size. Uh, oh, well, might have to get. Order. Might have to get Hayden the Womble to. Uh, Donate one of his shirts for him if he if he wins it old. That is Dickie, so rude. Dicky Guy, Dicky Barrel, if he wins. Dicky uh, Guy. No, should Dickie we Barrel, should we cool. chat about um the weekend and obviously Colchester? Yes, we'll move. Yeah, we're going. We'll we'll go straight into it. No Let's need for a break. On but, so uh, Wrexham linked with um Chimanga from Peterborough. Yeah, half is a million, that, isn't it? Yeah, so you've obviously got Palmer Chimanga. They've also got well Mullins injured. Mullins on the um, way back. Oh, was he on the way back? He was, he but he's not he playing won't, against us. He, is won't, he? Be back for he won't. Yeah. He won't be back for Saturday. But he, he was on a plane the other day because obviously the local, rag, not the local rag, but all the BBCs and everything they're massive on. I spoke to uh, Nathan from the uh, Wrexham podcast just yesterday regarding the game. Uh, I've got no issue with Wrexham. I, I, I think fair play to him for getting a couple of owners in. They look like they're doing the community world. They're building the ground. So I don't get what I didn't understand first week of the season is some Wimbledon fans were actually happy. That the scum were beating them, and um, yeah. it blew it blew my mind because I saw a couple of posts going Wrexham are losing against the Monk, but I think it's, I'm okay with that. And I was like, never okay with Milton Keynes beating anyone, even Crawley, I think, or Sutton. I'd, I'd take Sutton or Crawley beating Milton Keynes, and I just don't get this hatred for Wrexham. I think a lot of it's jealousy. Don't mind them too much. I think we'll do them. I think they'll struggle in this this league this year. I think they they work that out first game of the season, and I think they're now gonna possibly do better because they're going to go out and buy some really good players the only thing I'm worried about on Saturday is their squad depth so they've got some proper players on the bench they'll have McLe- like that James McLean player I imagine he'll be on the bench so 
I'm just worried with the new injury time rules where you're basically playing 100 plus minutes that they could have some game changes on the bench. But I think the atmosphere after Tuesday is going to be great. I think hopefully, obviously, everyone gets on the ground on time and hopefully we can get get it going, get some early pressing going on, get players like Nerf and Tilly on the ball. And I think we, we can give it a really good go. And I think playing them early is key because I think they'll get on a roll come October, November when they acclimatise to the division, mm. when they understand... It's not like the National League where you're going to Dorking and you can just dominate the ball and you're going to get properly, properly. It's proper. It's a proper step up, and I think playing them while they haven't acclimatized to that is 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 very much to our advantage. Do we um do we go back to team against Grimsby? Do you think, or how do we do it? Because I, I mean, does Pierce come back in? I don't. Pierce can't play three games in a week. Would you Would you go personally? Lewis has to play. I think he was brilliant again against Coventry. Not convinced, not overly sold on Johnson. So the conversation, obviously, I, I presume, will be: does, does Pierce come in for Johnson, or does Johnson nah. go to left back? What, what what do we think we'll do? I'm I'm hoping Curry's back because they haven't said no, how long Curry's he's not. Been. No, he's not back. Curry's he's Curry's definitely long. Why? Curry's a couple of weeks. Well, I'd play Brown. Yeah, I'd go Brown. I know he's not pacing, and I know I'm not his biggest fan after last year. But you need some experience out there. You need someone who can do. Decent shit, Azari. I know people said, but he's got penalties before. He's got players sent off before. I think we need that. It depends if, as I said, I'm not a big favourite of James McLean, but if he plays, could he rip McLean? Who's going to play left back? I think Lewis has to play centre back with Johnson. I don't think you play. Uh... You wouldn't play Pierce now. The only, the only, it's so hard to tell because Pierce against Palm. I think Palmer's going to start. Apparently, he got man a match against Wigan on Tuesday and done really well for them. I think he'll start. Do you want Pierce, who's big and will will go up against? Palmer's not going to run behind you, is he? No, yeah, he'll battle but, with Pierce. But I just think having a natural left back playing left back is and, and right back. I'm not again. I, I'm not Lee, a Lee Brown fan personally. I'm not an Ogundere fan personally. But they they at least they are na- very relatively natural left back and full backs, which means yeah. that Johnson and Lewis, who are our first choice pair, can play in the middle, and that means that we can step up as a defensive line. We don't have to drop deep for Pierce. We can get we can get our two banks of four going, and we can actually play. And I think I think we'll go back to the Grimsby team, except I think Lee Brown comes in, which means Johnson moves across. So you're playing. Davis so Sasu, Sasu hasn't done enough. I think Tilly and Nerfville are still first choice wingers. I think Sasu off the bench. Yeah, okay. I think I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'd start Ali. I think against give give Josh 60 minutes and give 30 minutes to Ali because I just I'm I'm too worried about Ali getting injured. I Josh, Josh needs to raise his game for me against uh, yeah. Wrexham. But he's how does he do it. that though? Because I mean, he's full of industry. There's no, I don't think there's anyone who doesn't think he tries. He runs around a lot. Yeah, agree. But what what is it that he's he going to need to do to, you know, is it be more direct? Is it take more shot? What has he got to do to raise it? Because you're saying about raising it, I don't think it's because when you say oh, you got to raise your game, you kind of feel that's more attitude, but it's not. It's but what has he got to do to push himself forward? I think he's got to be more clinical. I think he had a chance against Grimsby where he had a free header. He just let it hit his shoulder. And I guess there's a bit of rust in there. But for me, he's got to be more clinical in terms of chances put on target, like test the keeper. I think he can be a bit wayward with his shots. So I think maybe impacting the game a bit more as well in terms of holding the ball up a bit better. And I'm not, I know he's not a target man and I'm not expecting him to win headers like Bugle does. But he, he needs to improve his back to goal game in terms of when the ball's coming there. First touch needs to be better and play the game. I'm sorry, play the ball. But 
I do agree. He is, he, his job is to be a workhorse as such. And then maybe Ali comes on at 60. And, and my, my, my only worry with Davison and Bugo up front is they're not prolific. And I just worry where our goals are going to come from. They're both workhorses. They're both, I know Bugo scored a couple of goals now, but he's not known for being a prolific goal scorer. I just, yeah, I just hope we can get Ali up to speed as soon as possible because we need him scoring goals. Because other than that, we haven't got much as in a goal threat at the moment. Do you think we'll, I, I personally wouldn't, but do you think we'll stick with 4 3 3 against Wrexham, a side that's going to want to dominate the ball? Oh, sorry, 4 4 2. Do you think? We'll stick with that in terms of side that wants going to want to dominate the ball, and if that happens, Little and Reeves might just be all over the place because they might just get dragged along, and then we get over. I I, I, I I worry about what Wrexham would do. I don't know what formation they played last week, but if they, they go, three, five, um, they, they went four four two as well, didn't they? They play they play a three five two on the whole. But three five two, yeah, that's why, and that worries me with their five across the midfield yeah. because that means we're going to get overrun across midfield quite easily with. Little and uh, thing in there, and he might he might only play one up front against Wrexham, maybe Bugle, and then put Pell back in. As I said earlier, with regards to that number ten role to help out that midfield. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think I think we'll just I think particularly at home early season, I'd be very surprised if we're worried about what they're doing. I think we'll we'll just play whatever team which we believe is the best, whatever he thinks is the best. And I think from the first game, if he's playing four four two, and yesterday. Was a kind of a four four two. It just had Pell was a bit deeper than um, than Ali, so it's almost like a like a four two three one if you like. I I I think we'll stick with four four two. I think it will be very similar to to um, the Grimsby game. Uh, I, I think he will play. I think he will play Lee Brown at left back. I, I don't know whether that's good or bad because uh, I just I just think he's so off so off of it. But I don't really have much of a solution. I, I think my my battlegrounds in terms of selection would be Johnson or Pierce, and I think I, I, I just feel like with Palmer, I don't know who else plays up front with Grim, for Wrexham, and I don't know if they're if they're short and nippy. I thought Lewis was great, and I think Lewis could probably cope. I just, I, as I said, I'm not, I wasn't convinced about over the last couple of games. I'm sure he'll come good, but Johnson hasn't overly wowed me yet. So maybe that that game is coming. But, I know. Um, yeah. Some people like Lewis, but they've got a real issue with the way he wears his shorts. I know a couple people have got yeah. that. Why does he roll them up so much? And then he spends half the game, someone said to me the other day, keep rolling his shorts up. Very weird behaviour. But yeah, uh, well, Cole U, do we change it against Cole U then, depending on how we get on against Wrexham? If we beat, say we beat Wrexham, do we keep the same side or do you then bring Sasu in? Do you bring Ali in if he's not starting? I think, I think you try and keep the same team where you can. You start your eleven but you can make subs. You can bring Sasu on even at half-time. If Tilly's not doing the business or Nerfield's not in the game, you say, Sass, look, warm up at half-time and if two or three minutes in, you know, you come on, you change the game. Um, I, I just think these are two big games that JJ's got to be tactically on it. He he knows how Rex are going to play. That They're going to play 3-5-2. They're going to be physical. Their wing-back's going to get high. They've got some really quality wing-backs. They've got some quality players in there. So we've got to stop that. I'm not saying that means we dom- we, we think about them and we just like set up for them, but he needs to tactically be on it. Because if after, after half an hour, if they're running us ragged in midfield, he's got to do something. He's got to bring on ball or bring on... And I, and I want him to be tactically on it this year, not reactive, say, oh, God, God they're, they're doing us here. Or or actually, there's some space in behind. We get Ali on at half-time just, just, just that bit earlier. So I, I really want JJ in these next couple of games and next couple of weeks to really show that he's grown tactically and can actually impact the game for, as a, from a manager, not just react to the game. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think Colchester for me, I remember last year when we played them, their pitch is quite wide. They're going yeah, wide. Massive, so that's yeah. why I think we should be looking at maybe changing it around and putting Sasu in with his pace uh, and bringing in uh, Sasu to play so we can get behind. Because I think that's where we hurt him last year with Asal was uh, quite decent against him. And then obviously Chizik got in behind a couple of times. Go on, Danny, before we wrap up. I was going to say, obviously there's there's five five games in two weeks, Saturday, midweek, Saturday, midweek, Saturday. So I think we're going to have to use your squad. Um, my only thing was going to be, how many points do we think is a, is the is the number that we want to we should be taking out of these? I, I feel like there's, I feel like four is is a really good answer. But I think I'll take three. I think I'll take a a win and a loss. So we're what four from three rather than anything else. But I, I reckon I reckon we'll get three points out of these two games. Would you take two but playing well? Uh, and that this is the thing early in the season. I think potentially performances are more important than points. Not because not uh, the league table doesn't lie in the season, but if you're playing well early in the season, you tend to come good. You tend to figure out it, 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 things will fall into place. So I think uh, again, I'd like four. I take. I'd happily take three. But for me, at the moment, performances, how we're playing, can we don't can we be good on the ball? Can we get our striker scoring? And then eventually, I think it will fall into place. But yeah, take four. Absolutely take I would, four. I, I don't think we can do that. And the reason why I don't think we can do that is because of last year. I, I know what you're saying in terms of... And again, I'll, I'll try and be diplomatic. We we know that the Wimbledon fan base has, over the last six months, been, in my opinion, and shoot me down, at times been quite fickle. And also, I think at the time, we've gone through quite a decent amount of trauma, if you like. And I feel like if after three games, we're on three points and a team who've lost two and they win on the Saturday and they go above us and we're in the bottom six, I just feel like that might not necessarily be something which is going to is gonna inspire and motivate. I feel like we're going to need to... We need to get a win somewhere I, just so we're a bit higher up the, the I, league. I, dis- I disagree with you, Danny. I, I'm, on, I'm on the same page as Georgie. I think performances are more important at the moment. And I think some women and fans need to get on board with actually what we're doing the changes that we've made, we've made 10, 10 sign-ins and we're probably going to have two or three, possibly more coming in and a couple more going out. I think performances are the thing that matter. If we play really well, I think Rex, Rex, Colchester for me depends on how we play against Wrexham. If we do really, really well against Wrexham and say we lose, I think then Colchester, yeah, we have to then go and play. I think the blueprint was Coventry, the way we played, you know what I mean? The way we didn't give up, the way we moved the ball around. Coventry are a very, very good side, an excellent side. They moved the ball so well, so quick. Do you know what I mean? And we stayed in the game with them for long periods. I think we now have to transfer that into league form. And performances, for me, does matter. And I think gelling, and I think as Jules, it will come once you start. And I think, I think for, I, I take, yeah, two points as long as performances are well. But I think we should be looking at least three points. Uh, and go up to I think Colchester is the one we should be looking at and going right. We're gonna we're gonna actually put something on the map here and, and battle him kind of thing. But we know football don't work that way. And football fans are very fickle, Danny. I'm I'm not sure of many myself who are fickle, but they are unfortunately. <laughs> Josh Davidson goal is coming on Saturday after the stand that he's had. He's going to score on Saturday. Are we are we giving Oli Palmer stick? Or are you going to give him a good reception? He's if he scores, he's going to sh- he's going to cup his ears off, shush, isn't he? I don't think he, I don't think, the only thing, I said this to the guy from the Wrexham podcast, I think if he scores, it depends on the situation in the moment, and if he scores, say, last minute and they win the game 1-0, 
in front of the Wrexham fans, I think his his adrenaline and his emotions will yeah. take and he'll celebrate. Also, you've got to remember his uncle's a massive Wimbledon fan who gives him loads of stick as well. So I can see him maybe going towards him and giving him the shush. <laughs> which, so I don't mind it. I think if he scores, I think give it the bigger. I, I, I used to wind me up with Piggott when he scored and he never, you know what I mean? He played two games with Charlton and he didn't celebrate against them. Winds me up. But I am going to give him stick because I think it's, it'll get in his head because his ego's too too much for it, and I'll, I'll have a go at the size of his head because it's massive. I just I don't I don't quite feel that he was a big enough player for me to be all humbling and a, a massive huge cheer or anything like that. I mean, I'd, I'd probably just clap him and that'll be that after that. I don't I just don't think he's been as big a signing or a bigger as big a player for us as. Others have been so for me. He was an okay player for us. I, I think on his day he was very good, but we didn't get that day as much as we'd like. Um, and I, 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 I would, I wouldn't be expecting him to give it the big one. All I would say though is I'm sure because of all of the hoo ha and the circus around Wrexham, that that will create a bit of energy around it. But um, I think we're all in this position. Bearing in mind we spoke about, we would go to the you know Saudi Arabia for a the amount of money that was offered, you know, going to Wrexham for the amount of money he was offered, you'd have to take it. It was madness. Do you think... You've got no morals, Danny. Do you think some of the... um, Do you think some of our players might get sort of caught up in the fanfare of it? You know, big Wrexham coming to town. There's no doubt the Sky Sports news cameras be all over it, you know. I I don't... Ben Foster with his goalkeeper cam. I don't think so. I think... think, Because Reynolds and McAhenley ain't turning up, I believe. I don't think they're coming. John Green is going to be there, but I don't think the Americans are going to be there. So I don't. I hope we give Ben Foster a load of stick because he's a man child and he deserves it. Drives me mad the geezer. He talks like he's fifteen years old. He's a forty-two year old man. He's not a legend. He can stick his GoPro up his ass and hopefully we'll tell him that in the south stand. Danny Macklin might not like them words, but hopefully it's football and we can sing "Stick your GoPro up your ass." But yeah, I, I'm not a bit. I, Ben Foster. He, he's okay, but he does annoy. He's you're a 42 year old geezer, mate. And apparently, Wrexham fans don't want him playing in goal, so he might not even be starting because he apparently was awful last week. So yeah, yeah. five. Yeah, so hopefully, I, I think I think James Tilly and Josh Davison have scored a score on Saturday, and I think we're going to win two one. Two one, Dan. And prediction league. I would. I was going to predict one-one for the Wrexham game, and then winning three-nil at Colchester. One-nil. I did say to the Wrexham podcast three-one Wimbledon, but that's because I was giving it all the bitty big bollocks. Uh, one-nil Wimbledon Saturday, and then we'll beat uh, Colchester three-one, and we're going to have the most positive podcast ever after that because the stewards oh. are going to, we're going to shake our hands as we go into the ground, giving us free free bottles of water with lids on, everything. Oh. It's all going to go off. We can all we can do is dream. Yeah, just do that. Take a couple of extra lids. Get a couple of lids off your bottles during the week. Take them in in your socks or something. And then when you buy a drink, just put a lid on it. Do you know what I mean? Get, uh, get... I love how you you're you're basically shit housing a, a, a steward, aren't you? Let's be honest. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting banned and go? What you got banned for? You go. Oh, I snuck a Coca Cola lid into a League Two football game. Oh, nice one. Cheers for that. Right. Anyway, boys, thanks very much for joining us. That is the end of the podcast. Thanks again to Season Master for sponsoring this year's podcast. Not Broadmasters, which starts this weekend, if anyone is interested. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much. Thanks to George for joining us all the way from Turkey on his holidays. It's uh, what half past 11 out there. George is 20 odd years old and he's joining us on a Thursday night on a podcast. That says more about him than it does us. But Danny, thanks again for joining me. You can't have a go at him for that. He's going to be going out to raffles or wherever it is shortly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't Love worry, it. boys. I'll be, I'll be I'll be wrapping the Wimbledon shirt. Oh, that's lovely. I, I did. I was going to say earlier. I did see a Halifax Town shirt out here. Which oh, I, go on, lads. Did you ask him if he gets bottle lids into football grounds? Anyway, we'll move on. Nice one. Come on, you dons. On balls. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.